welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie, indecisive on what feature I should take, Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus. Do I look like a villain? Sneeze? <laughs> yes, Context. yes you do. You look like you got <laughs> norted. Um, but, uh, hi, I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana, uh, Hello Kitty versus Gundam Wing Shadow Garden. In context of the last episode, that question might be a more sinister than it. Right? Oh, no. Oh, no. But. Uh. All right, so Dawn has begun to break over the campsite, about a day's travel out of Landsmeet. Uh, it's breaking, but there isn't much light as a bank of dark clouds are rolling over the area, bringing along with them snow. Hmm. That is getting steadily heavier as it comes down. Quinn has mentioned that there is a settlement about half a day's travel from here where you can actually have some shelter from this storm that is rolling in. Uh, the good news is the road you've been traveling on and the road you're kind of traveling on from there has a low wall, not very, like, at most waist height in some places, but usually a little bit lower on either side of it. So you should be able to kind of be penned in for it. There are holes in it and markings. It's definitely not the most well-kept, but you can most likely stay on the road. So what are you all doing as the... Uh, storm. Stopping my cat from smacking chapstick off the counter. <laughs> well, there's that too. But, uh, <laughs> as the storm rolls in and the snow starts to fall down. So, so it's a, you said it's a half day's travel to get there? Half day's travel, yep. Okay. Um, then I think we should, I guess, uh, are we in the mood to train right now? I mean, Bernie's... Either is faint. His HP may not be accurate. Like right now, I'm marked up having seven HP, but I think he went all the way to fainting. He fainted, but remember, you used a uh, potion on him to bring him back up to positive. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but still, I probably uh, in in the in the context of everything that's happened, like Bernie absolutely wouldn't wouldn't be doing any training. Um, and then I just don't know if anyone else is up for doing that at this time, necessarily. But if we, as a group, decide we want to, to do that, we could. I guess I'm good either way. I think uh, Sneeze is not training. And the, the usual um, morning cooking that he does is also absent. Instead, you just see him packaging up leftover food making leftovers that works that works okay say so i don't know if anyone has told charlie anything yet but there's definitely a mood in the camp mm -hmm. mm. and sneeze never told us about what happened in the lab either did he true mm. would that be a good yeah. would that be a good traveling story um so we can kind of like walk and can I get just a general education check as you're kind of thinking and talking through this? Yeah. Yep. I got two days to throw at that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, I've got one. Hey. Well, you still might beat me. Ooh. I got a five. I got a four. You beat me. Hey. <laughs> I got 13. Okay. Uh, 13. Charlie, it's snow. Okay. Liliana, yep. it's snow. <laughs> yep. Uh, nice. Professor Sneeze, you're not the most clear on this. You, you've lived in the D region most of the time, and you've heard that the weather is worse out here, but this looks like the kind of snowstorm that could be blizzard conditions if left for too long. Mm. <laughs> we should probably get a, get a move on before this storm gets worse. I'm not, I, I feel like it could get bad. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, I don't know, let's get going, I guess, uh, you guys are kind of in a weird mood today, but let's, um, uh, so, like, as we're going, Sneeze, tell us, like, what actually happened, like, in the, the lab there, like, who, what, what went on there? Oh, yeah, um, well, I was researching, are we, we're riding the Drampa, um, the drampa is not out at the moment. He seems to be walking, yes, leaving it, it wait for a bit. Remember, drampa had mount okay. multiple two, so it would only be him and one other person. True, 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 true. Um, what was, the, uh, just so I know, what was the speed of the drampa? How fast were we moving? The overland speed of a drampa. Let me look that up again. Um, drampa's speed was six. So not super fast. Okay. I think everyone, yeah. So uh, it's about your walking speed, Professor. Okay, very good. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll respond. Yeah. Well, I I was put in charge of some records and researching in in some areas there, and the records were really poorly kept. Um, and I was just looking at some of the the work that they've done. Um in the futurists they're looking at the research and pokemon typings and augmentations and and also technology and digitizing uh, all sorts of things uh and looking at the crystals as well that was something that the futurists were looking into um how pokemon can uh, affect the crystals in some contexts. Uh, psychic and electric types had a particular connection, but it, it was uh, any type could could have some connection to it also. Um, but anyway, uh, there was a, a steel type claydol that uh, came and um, took me to a, a different room where it all of a sudden burst into flames, and that's where I ran into uh, the woman who is who is Reshiram disguised as, as a woman um, and Reshiram wanted me to be its friend or something and so it challenged me to a fight and I fought with it and did enough so that Archie evolved and then it was gonna help me get out <laughs> that's that's kind of how that all went. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's uh that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. All right, all right. It was a busy, busy time. I feel like I was in there for months. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say, uh, 
as you're talking through it, the snow is falling thicker and thicker to the point where about what you can see is your feet walking through the ground and shapes nearby. It's, it's fairly heavy snow. Uh, two questions for you as you're kind of going through this. As you're talking and with the snow coming down like this, the winds not blowing too heavily, but enough that it's there. Like it's, it's becoming more difficult to talk as you travel on. Uh, two questions for you. Uh, what if what Pokemon, if any, are out at the moment? Um, for Liliana, I think she would just have the usual of grunge and bruise and bruise in her uh, little girl from the forest form. Okay. Uh, Katana's on Charlie's um, back, possibly in his hood, just kind of hanging out where she usually does. Everyone else is inside. Um, yeah, in the, in the, in the Pokeballs. Um, Melody is walking along with Sneeze, and he's occasionally just, like, absentmindedly petting her. <laughs> okay. They're very soft. Very Melody's soft. walking along with Sneeze. Uh, sorry, my, my brain just completely... Uh, what, Charlie, did you have any Pokemon out? Except for Katana? Just Katana. Just Katana. I thought that's what I thought you said, but for some reason my brain just did not register that. Okay. So we've got Melody, Katana, and... Grunge and Ruse there. Alright, uh, the second thing I'm asking as is kind of being harder to talk as uh, you're working through this as going, how is everyone feeling in the moment? Your characters, how are they feeling at the moment? Mm. With everything that's happened and everything that's going on. Liliana's angry for sure. <laughs> um, she's feeling angry, hurt, and a little betrayed. Um, Sneeze is like, it feels a little bit like an exposed nerve. Mm. Um, if, if he didn't feel like they needed to keep moving, he would just pitch his tent and stay inside of it. So kind of a numbness to him. No, but yeah. Uh, Charlie, um, I think senses the, like, what's going on, but, like, just doesn't, like, doesn't know. Like, I guess, uh, it, yeah, because the way we ended the, the battle, he was like, hey, what happened? And, I don't know, maybe nobody clued him in, so. Um, mm. but Charlie, besides that, just kind of, like, lets it go, is just kind of like, you know, let's, he's doing his regular Charlie thing. Mm-hmm. So going through, having the moments, Okay. Uh, Professor Sneeze, as you're walking through the snowstorm, following the road, uh, making sure you're connecting with the walls every once in a while, the road veers a bit, kind of traveling in a curving northwesterly direction as you're walking along it, going through everything. Uh, as you're walking through, can I get a survival check from you? Okay. 16. 16, okay. Uh, you're walking along, going through this, you're still kind of numb, still kind of working through things, and there's just a building something that takes a while to get through the numbness. And it's a connection that you're not really connecting until your eye kind of snags a bit of grass that's poking up through the snow 
and you realize you've seen that exact tuft before. Hmm. Like, and I, I don't mean exact tough as in you walked past a tuft of snow and then you walked past the same one again. I mean, this is the exact same okay. thing photocopied. And about at that moment, mm. you blink and it kind of fades and the tuft disappears, as does the road around you. And you yeah. are standing in snow that is beginning to break up and clear so that you can see a little bit farther in wilderness the tundra area it's still kind of out difficult to see uh too far but you're definitely not on the road or near a road um we're not near you're a road? not near a road i oh i'm not near a road. <laughs> you're also not near a person that you can see you and melody are together but there does not seem to be uh, another person nearby. Charlie? Liliana? Uh, Quinn? Your voice is swallowed by the falling snow. Mm. Uh, a little farther ahead, you can see some bits of blur in the snow that's physical, that definitely looks man-made. Like it's too angular, too put together that to be uh, natural. So there's definitely something at least man-made or at least not naturally formed here. Hmm. Uh, um, I'll go and investigate that. Uh, as you head towards it, you can see that it is an... It, you see a, a wall. This And at first it looks okay, maybe this is the wall of the road. But it's both slightly higher and in much worse repair. It's still there, but it's basically, tum it looks like tumbled stones that were once a wall and are still in generally the shape of it that are there. Uh, following along the line, you come to, sitting slightly askew since there's not really anything to really attach it to, is an old, rusted, wrought iron gate that looks like it has been there for generations. It is more rust than iron. Uh... Looking through it and beyond where the wall encloses, you can see uh, the the, the snowstorm is letting up more and more now, and you can see a series of mounds in the snow coming up to maybe your head height, maybe somewhat taller in some places. And at the bottom of them, uh, at the bottom of each of these mounds, you can see an opening that looks like it's supposed to be an entrance, but it's too small for a human being. Maybe. Uh, two feet, maybe three feet in height. Uh, also, passing over and through this area further into the mounds, there's a wavering greenish-gray light that's within it and seems to be kind of dancing among the mounds. Um, so it's it's one greenish-gray light that's like like one spot of it light that's moving around? It seems to be around. a source of light. You can't see where the source of light is coming from. It's spilling around, but it seems to be coming from one source, yes. Maybe two sources, okay. but very close together. Okay. Um, I'll try calling out. Is any, anyone there? Hello? The green, the gray light stills and then starts kind of moving and dancing towards you. Uh, it's muffled. You can't mm. really hear footsteps or anything if there are any with the snow on the ground in there. And what comes across uh, to the area 
is a black bodied creature with pale gray eyes. You can tell it's a Pokemon standing there just about mm. just over three feet tall at the tallest. Um, it has thin arms and legs that seem a little more stretched out. It's got kind of a dragonish body, not really, but like a reptilian body with a ta- with a longer tail. Uh, dark. It's black, but almost like a dark purple black. Um, the biggest thing that you notice with it is uh, white markings on its back as it's kind of like dancing towards you, so it spins. White markings on its back like hip bones, or sorry, like shoulder blades, vertebrae, and hip bones. And the skull formed on the front that is its head. A reptilian skull face with a black flame-like marking on the forehead for it. It's As it's dancing towards you, it's twirling a long bone that looks like it's the source of the light because each of the ends is burning with a greenish-gray flame. Okay. Um, I'm gonna roll a Pokemon head. Okay. Are you taking the full standard? You can if you want to, but... Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I need a 10 or higher. Oh my goodness, this is a bad roll. Um, I still got, okay, 13. Okay, 13. Uh, yes, you know that this is a Marowak, specifically the Alolan Mm. variety. Um, most first seen in Alola, but it can be found in other places. Ghost and fire type. Um... It is. It can light the bone with it against its forehead, and so kind of dancing in through that. Uh, it uses the dancing as a way of mourning, or as a way of kind of celebrating death and working through it. And it kind of contextualizes where you are. Uh, the height of the holes in those mounds are a little, are, are about the height of a cue bone, maybe a little taller, maybe in there for that. And, uh, like I said, so, gra- or ghost and fire type, this is level 35. Hmm. Uh, serious nature. And its abilities are bone wielder and lightning rod. It's also, it's okay. also holding a thick club, which gives it the pure power ability. Got it. So... It comes in twirling and stops and is looking you over. Meanwhile, Charlie. Yes. The road you are following takes a sharp turn to the southwest. Uh, You're still going through it and walking through. And as you're going there, you start to notice trees, or at least the shapes of them popping up around you. As you're going to kind of, uh, there are small dotted uh, bits of trees or small forest scenarios in the area, so maybe you're near one of those. Uh, the road seems to be snaking around the trees as though it was moving to get to dodge around them and go through it. And it's after a certain point you get to that you realize there isn't a road. <laughs> and in fact, when you turn around to look, the road you were following disappears from your sight, like between blinks. Hmm. Okay. Uh, can I get a perception check from you? You sure can. 
Uh, this is pretty good perception. That is gonna be... 25 in perception. 25 in perception. Okay. Heading towards you through these trees and through the slowly thinning snow is a vaguely humanoid-looking body. Two of them, actually. Two vaguely human-looking Pokemon with bright pink bodies and large, bright, light blue hair surrounding their head. A conical point on top of their hair that's pink on the bottom and white on the top uh, with a crooked tip. Uh, the sides of the hair have two blue bulbous growths that look like pigtails, almost looking like they're held back by pink rings. Uh, they, the two Pokemon seem to actually be walking on those pigtails instead of on their feet. Uh, okay. They have two thin arms that just come to a point. They don't have any digits on them. And a white oval on their chests. Uh, they have black eyes with white pupils with uh, two pink dots near the pupils as highlight areas. And both of them are looking at you and you can... It takes you a moment that you can you realize you can mentally feel the disgust radiating off of them. Okay. Uh, can I roll a Pokemon education? Go right ahead. I think Paul knows what these are, but Charlie might not. I'm stumped. <laughs> uh, let's just say that Charlie hasn't been to the Gala region before. <laughs> uh, that's a seven. I'm gonna say that's enough. Give me an occult education check, actually. Yeah, we can do that. That's that's better. That's enough um, to make you know to go to make you go. Huh, I think I think I've heard of something like this somewhere. Maybe in a dream somewhere. Eh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, uh, I rolled a straight. Um, uh, twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one. Okay, with that, you're able to get that you think these are the middle evolution of the thing you know of. These would be called Hatrem. You're not sure on typing or abilities there, but what you do know is that these Pokemon perceive any strong emotion, no matter what the strong emotion is, like it was a loud noise. And they react violently to loud noises. Okay. Uh, Charlie being Charlie, I assume most of his emotions <laughs> are strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> and so they're looking at Charlie, and once they see that you see them, they start heading towards with heading towards you a little with a little more purpose in their pigtail fists. Uh, you are faster <laughs> than both of them, though. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. We will... Again, how much meta-knowledge do I use here? I'm going to use enough meta-knowledge that I'm going to have uh, Katana come out and help out. Um, well, hang on. <laughs> uh, for my occult ed, would I have any like chance of like trying to like work, like work a charm and like negotiate with them at all? or? How good is Charlie at controlling his emotions? Hmm. We haven't really explored that yet, have we? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
if I were to uh, put like a rank on it, I would probably say, um, like not untrained, but uh, maybe let's call it novice. Okay. If that gives if that gives like a sense of scale. Hmm. I mean, Char Charlie's he's a sixteen year old teenage boy, so like he's yeah. In my I mean, brain, I say. Yeah. I say in my brain, I often I, I often uh, connected regulating your emotions to your focus check, but I don't know how fair that is. Sure. It looks like if I were, if I were to say anything, it'd be like it'd be like novice. So like if we wanted okay. to tie it to a check, um, um, I will say then you can try to charm them, but you are rolling at novice level because any emotion that you experience is essentially like you're yelling at them. Okay. And they react badly mm. to that. Alright, that's fair. I'll, I'll give that a shot first. Okay. Alright, so first the roll. Uh, the roll is pretty good, actually. Um, uh, that's a 13. And uh, Charlie just kind of holds up in his hands and, like, uh, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hi? <laughs> um... I, I see that you are upset, and maybe that's because, like, I'm not in the best places right now, but, like, um, just, it, it's okay, it's alright, like, uh, I, I don't want to attack you. Yet. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, but yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah, so Charles just, like, kind of, like, like, holding up his hands, trying to, like, be, like, non-combative, uh, for the time being, at least. Uh, the two come to a stop, and in your head you hear a voice go, Does he stop shouting? <laughs> and Katana kind of looks at them, and looks at you, and looks back at them, and the flat of one blade comes up to her forehead slowly. <laughs> Liliana. You feel something try to read your mind. Because you have the Iron Mind uh, edge, oh. you feel any attempt to read your mind even as if it is successful. You have reason to believe this was successful because at the same moments that you feel that moment of something trying to read your mind, the air around you and the road and everything kind of blurs and shifts slightly. It would have been imperceptible if you hadn't had that ping in the same moment. At that moment as well, the sounds around you kind of fade or morph at the same time too. Uh, a moment later, you feel something sharp hit you in the shoulder and the fading and blurring that you've had kind of stutters and fades and ruse is standing next to you with one finger poking you in the shoulder hmm. and she looks at you and kind of sniffs in disdain not at, not necessarily at you but at what just occurred uh grunge meanwhile has turned and started going uh slightly south and just kind of walking along hmm. The road is straight ahead. He's walking towards a hole in the in the uh, in the in the wall. Hmm. Grunge, 
Grunge, where are you going, buddy? Don't don't split up here. Ruse, what what is your problem? What what do you want? What do you need? Grunge doesn't seem to hear you. Grunge, hey, dude, come back over here. I'm really not in the mood right now, okay? Ruse, let's let's follow him. Come on. Uh, Ruse kind of looks at you, and then turns and walks over and hits the top of Grunge's head. Hey! And Grunge blinks and then looks back at you, at, at Ruse, and you kind of whines a bit in, con- in confusion. And Ruse just kind of sighs and points to her eyes and her ears and makes a swirling motion and then points around you to notice that no one else is here. Oh. A few seconds later, something tries to read your mind again, and you feel irritation that isn't yours, resignation that isn't yours, and something that isn't you pulling you down the road towards what's coming ahead. Oh no. (laughs) Okay, hey, look, I know you're out here. Can you just reveal yourself already? The pull gets stronger, and the irritation also does. Okay, well, you can stop being so pushy. Just just come out. A voice that has barely, barely leashed anger behind it says, Come to me. And the pull jerks again before going a lot, uh, before lessening. Can I do a perception? Sure, what are you looking for? I guess just trying to see like if I can, because I noticed blurring and stuff before, if I can make out any sort of shapes or or forms or anything like that. Sure. Oh. 13. 13. Uh, everything around you seems to be unchanged. So there aren't any shapes or forms or anything coming out. There's a thing farther down the road. Uh, roll in occult education for me. Oh, that's not going to be any good. <laughs> Come on, give me it. Rolls a five at least. <laughs> that's good for me. <laughs> you remember the edges of a story that seems familiar or something like this but you don't you can't remember the meat of it just there was a childhood tale or a story or something like this that is kind of like this situation you think in the story they followed the thing but you can't remember how the story ended well, was it Hans Christian Andersen, or was it the Brothers Grimm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some cases, is there really much difference? <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> Maybe a better question, is it Disney? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, fine. We will follow you, but first, at least tell us where you're taking us and why. Why us? Why did you separate us from everyone else? You won't have to leave the road. You noticed, and it noticed, and you feel 
a something hitting your head that points in the direction of Ruse. Just a mental thing, as it noticed. Okay. And so you didn't just leave. So now I have to talk with you. <laughs> All right. Great. Let's talk. So wait, are you going forward or are you, are you still standing in place? I'll go forward now. Okay. The voice does not respond, but it, you keep walking forward. Uh, as you walk in, the road passes through a small uh, copse of trees. It's just a small group of trees together. Nothing too major uh, in the area. And as you get to a point, you start to see a shape that looks like, again, the feeling of an old childhood story starts to feel like it again because it almost looks like an old slightly hunched over witch complete with witch's hat and long trailing tail in there but as you get closer it comes into the form of a pokemon uh you realize after a bit that the most of the form that you're seeing is the pokemon's hair wearing it like a cloak swathed all around it where the face would be is most of the body of the Pokemon, which is a pinkish white with black eyes and white pupils and two pink dots over each eye, almost like eyebrows. Um, the hair is white at the bottom, pink in the middle, shading into blue with the witch's hat that you saw before, kind of uh, that blue as well, trailing a blue ribbon of hair with a... Uh, pink ball that almost looks like a hair tie on it. It comes out into three stands, three strands that even as you see it flex like claws. There. And this thing stares at you with both physically and mentally undisguised irritation. <laughs> verging on anger. Uh, it is nearly seven feet tall. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> so the, the form inside of it is smaller than you, but the hair and everything else makes it nearly seven feet tall. And as it looks down, down on you, it says, it is like, now, why should all of you bother me when I'm just settling in and you are all so loud <laughs> especially you I wasn't even saying anything until you started pushing me around anger betrayal distrust you're screaming it every second why can you humans never shut up <laughs> Professor Sneeze, <laughs> you are face to face with uh -huh. an Alolan Marowak that seems to be looking over you. Uh, as you go through it, uh, there is something through the numbness that's kind of tingling through it that you feel like you have found what is possibly a Marowak graveyard. Mm -hmm. Which is a rumored location where Cubones are able to find the skulls that they wear. Ah. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to 
intrude this I, I seem to have gotten lost from my compatriots um you wouldn't have happened to have seen a, a three other humans with their Pokemon around about here just a minute or two ago the Marowak looks at you for a long moment and then in dance like motion sketches its uh, bone through the air, the flames carving light trails that you see for a moment as the form of what might be a witch taller there and mm. then uh, some tr what might be a form of trees and then a series of lines going left and right and around the trees oh uh, is, is, is that is that a map for me Marowak looks at you for a long moment and just sketches a simple X in the air. Oh, okay, not 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 a map. Um, is that are these other other Pokemon? It sketches, starts to sketch an X, and then kind of sketches half of a circle. Sitting hmm. there for a second, uh, a Pokeball at your belt has been shaking for a bit. Oh. I Hang on, just a second. You know, I open it up. I'm assuming it's Archie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I let Archie out. Things different. Uh, change in archetype status. Temporary, but oh, important. Not not situation. What? Hmm. And turns to uh, Archie. Turns to the Marowak, and he. His two uh, tails now start to kind of move through the air in a sketching pattern again. Mm -hmm. And the Marowak turns and sketches back for mm -hmm. a bit. The light trails moving in different forms and going through this. Says, two seconds. Says, hmm. Ah. Hatterene took up residence a day or two ago. Oh. Not friendly to emotions. Understand the uh, reticence, but a little extreme in methods. Uh, mm -hmm. possibly redirected all of you. Should have stayed together with Grunge, but hmm, seems not to have been the case. Grunge should have kept us together, but didn't? didn't? Grunge's archetype of loyalty. Uh, well, he was... Why reason... do you think three disparate people, uh, unconnected by circumstances, location, environment, remain together so long? I see. Okay. Uh, I guess I thought we were just um, just good friends, but uh, I guess we Possibly, were actually but... just good friends. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, in the, the most recent battle, um, Grunge was... Grunge changed for a minute. Um, can, is it possible for archetypes to, to change? Should not be, unless acted upon by more powerful force. A more powerful force would have manifested immediately, unless more powerful force is spread more thinly, more generalized. But should it be permanent. Could be thing. Ravagers. Mm, why type change? Type change symptom services. Kind of this mm. babbling to himself. He's going to odd. Not enough information. Uh, well, he, see, he seems 
back to normal this morning. Um, Archetype should reassert itself. Only one of each type allowed. Circumstances catastrophic if more at once. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, well, it, uh, how, uh, it, this, this Marowak has been trying to help, I think. Um, hmm. A- asking for help as well. Uh, oh. Knows, uh, if traveling down road knows, uh, town would be going to, can direct you there. Uh, presence yep. of Hatterene so close to human settlements, odd, unlikely, oh. but un- not enough information to over maybe not large enough of a situation to fit in data at the moment but interesting there but worth investigating but beforehand uh marowak is guardian of location here uh has been dealing with ah uh, pest pest hmm. uh scavenger strange term uh seems to be pokemon with tendency to meddle in life-death affairs, especially uh, life-death affairs of prey or children or Mm. uh, pickiness things. uh, Change from a different circumstance. uh, Should usually not be problem with it. Uh, Seems that tight matchup is actually fairly favorable for Marowak Alolan dealing with this thing, but working in tandem and one not responding properly to attacks of type, also not acting like type, suggests something strange. Uh, asking for simple help in revealing problem. Seems Force Multiplier would help. Um, I certainly, I'd, I'd be I'd be happy to help. Uh, given circumstances, situation. Uh, yes, uh, in a bit of a hurry. It doesn't seem like it actually was uh, dancing, ritualized, mourning of loss, but loss recent uh, could be tracked down and dealt with before it became loss. Uh, if dealt with now. Situation might be critical or oh. time sensitive. Um, well, can show you tracks. Let's well, let's go. Okay. And Archie leads you towards. Uh, they're a little muffled and hard to see in the snow. Can I get another survival check for this? Certainly. There we go. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you're kind of able to make it out that there was. This is. You can see, like, little trails and areas, not full roads and tracks, but things that are like, okay, Cubone do come here periodically. And one of them was interrupted very recently, probably near dawn or around that point, by something or a couple of somethings that grabbed it and made off with it. Hmm. Uh, One set of tracks... Uh, give me a Pokemon education check. You think there are two set of tracks. There might only be one. You're not certain. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. Uh, with that, you 
are pretty sure there are two sets of tracks. One of them is definitely a Gorgeist. Oh. Which explains the abduction and the problematic things. Gorgeist, for some reason, simply abduct people. Mm. Um, they t target people to take into the afterlife. Uh, you, if you had to guess, this was probably a large size Gorgeist because they prefer smaller prey. Mm. Small Gorgeists pretend to be children. Large mm. Gorgeists pretend to be adults. Got it. And they, they attract their opposites. It could be a supersize because that one doesn't care and goes after anything. <laughs> But based on its size and what it was going after, or based on the size of the tracks and what it was going after, you think this is a large Gorgeist. Uh, the second set of tracks, at first, you think it's also another large Gorgeist. They don't usually work together, but it makes sense for there to be two. But something in it is weird, and it takes a while to place it. Hmm. It's almost like, you've studied it a bit, you've looked forward to it just out of curiosity. It looks almost like the footprints that Ruse leaves behind when under an illusion. Hmm. But it's not quite the same. Something about it is off and you can't quite place it. Okay. But these tracks are leading away. They're fairly fresh. Uh, and they they were f carrying a struggling Q-bone, so they could not have gotten terribly far. Uh, the biggest thing is the Alolan Marowak had no way to find them, to find the tracks to track them. So. Okay. Uh, looks like we've got a Q-bone napping on our hands. Well, let's let's go after him. Okay, and you head after them? Yep. Okay. Uh, Charlie, right now you're at a kind of not real, not, not a truce, but maybe a very momentary stalemate as two Hatram look to Katana to see how emotionally stable you are. I'm trying to decide for Charlie, like, how, um, like... Does he just panic and attack them, or does he still try and, like, uh, be diplomatic about it all? That's what I'm trying to decide right now. Uh, they are very much on the side of panic and attack, by the way. Very much? So okay. They're, they're not going to wait terribly long, but... Okay. The, the, the way I see it is, uh, Hatena is the kid who's like, stop yelling at me, I'm going to run away. Hatterene is the, I know this and I just want everyone to leave me alone. Hatrim are the teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, so uh, Charlie's going to do two things then. Uh, he's going to start out by... Um, let me look this up here real quick. Uh, no, this should be on my character sheet. It's on my character sheet. I know this. Uh, yeah, Did you check the features tab. I was just uh, actually, gonna I'm, just say gonna that. My, I'm just gonna check my combat tab instead. <laughs> That's a good one to do. Just too. my combat uh, tab, and I think Charlie is going to. Uh, let's go ahead and use um, hypnosis on the left one. Okay. Go ahead and roll accuracy. Oh, that's not very good. Maybe we should use Confuse Ray. Oh, well. Oh, that's a 16. A 16 is enough to hit. So, the more jumpy looking of the two Hatrim, which also seems to be the faster one, 
falls asleep. Uh, so it's moving, and they're going to be jumping forward, and Katana is faster than them, but... Yeah, and then, yeah, so uh, as his other uh, part of the action, he's going to uh, send Katana out to attack. And since you're sending her out, she's faster. She actually would not have been faster than the Hatrum you put to sleep, so... Yeah, so that was, well, that was fortunate. Um, remind me of the mechanics. If we attack a Pokemon that's asleep, it'll wake up, yes? Immediately, okay. yes. So let's not do that then. Let's go ahead and do, uh, uh, then, uh, Charlie says, alright, uh, go Katana, use, uh, Metal Claw against the, the other one, not the one that I just put asleep, the, the other one. So she does Metal Claw. Let's check for her accuracy on this first. Oh, that's a two, gross. Okay, so Katana leaps forward swinging, and that one dodges to one side. Uh, you see its eyes flash as it activates Prime Fury. Ugh, that does not sound good. Which means that it is now enraged and gains one attack combat stage. Wonderful. And it immediately goes to work with that and uses Brutal Swing. That's a fighting move, isn't it? That is a dark okay. type move. That's fine then. If it was fighting, it'd be it very, be very mean, mean. But, but if, uh, as uh, dark, that's not so bad because I think Katana resists that. Just is it just one step. Just one step. One step, but still resists it. But yes, he uses brutal swing, and so accuracy. Oh, well, one away from a crit, but not a crit. Oof. So 19, so that's a hit, and. It does 27 dark physical damage. Two, two seven. seven. All right. Dark so let's damage. start by taking off some. Let's start by taking uh, 16 off of that, which would make it 11, and then half of 11 would round up to six. Yes, that is correct. So sleep. Oh, uh, the end of the turn. So it should have already rolled this, but I'm just gonna roll it now. <laughs> wow. Uh, that one also rolled a 19 on its sleep check, so it immediately wakes up. Awesome, love it. Hmm. That wakes up right away. We are back up to Charlie's turn. All right, uh, Charlie's like, yeah, that wasn't good. Um, let's try something uh, different here as he starts to panic and get a little more flustered. Uh, so Charlie's going to go ahead and do... Um, uh, also, uh, Omen's an ability, right? Omen is an ability, yes. Okay. And it's a scene ability, is that right? Yes, so you can use it once per scene. Alright, let's use, let's use, uh, I'm going to use Omen on the, um, the one that was not asleep, the one that just had its combat stage increased. Okay. Um, so we're going to do Omen on that one, so it has, uh, should, uh, be a little bit less accurate, and okay. he's going to use Confuse Ray on the one that just woke up. Confuse Ray on the one that just woke up, go ahead. Uh, that's a nine. Nine with an AC of two that hits. All right. So that one is now confused. Uh, it goes next. Confused. So it rolls a d20, and it hits itself in confusion. Uh, typeless <laughs> physical struggle attack. It winds up to take a swing with one of its pigtails and goes up and instead smacks itself in the face. Wow. <laughs> And it deals 17 typeless physical damage to itself, which after its defense is 2. Oh, okay. Alright. Oh. 
Uh, it it, it kind of hit itself in its cowlick instead of its face, mostly. So, cushions mm. low. But, uh, Katana is up. Alright, uh, alright, Katana, now, now that that one's awake, uh, slash them, slash them both. Okay, yes, you can hit them both in a line. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that's a ten. Okay, that hits one of them. Go ahead and roll accurate. Well, do you roll, yeah, roll accuracy for the other one as well. Okay. Ten, and the second one is another ten. Okay, that hits Ooh. them both, so go ahead and cool. roll damage. Uh, just once for them? Uh, yes, just damage once. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, six on top of the twenty-nine, so that should be, uh, thirty-five, uh, normal damage. Thirty-five normal physical damage. Okay, that did twenty normal physical damage to the one that is confused. It does not take an injury. And it also dealt, de dealt twenty to the other one. It does not take an injury. Okay. So both of them take those slashes and kind of get knocked back a bit. Uh, and they're kind of getting irritated with this, so one of them turns and turns and a little glowing light comes down and flashes forward towards Katana as it uses Dazzling Gleam. Okay. Katana. Ha! <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So a good laugh or a bad laugh? Uh, that's a I need to look up the critical fumble table laugh. Ah! <laughs> Where's the... <laughs> where's the Patreon channel? Ah, Patreon channel. That there, that's where it is. It's called Patreon. Hey. <laughs> See, I could be really mean and say that that makes the Hattery notice, but ah, why not? We'll do the fun one. So from Ursa ninety three for this, uh, she says you sneeze on your opponent instead of attacking them. So this bright light, light comes down, comes out, and f goes to shine up to flash, and then the Hatrim just goes, and just sneezes all over Katana. Uh, so Katana it, like looks at the mucus on the blade and just kind of like reaches out and wipes it on the, the Hatrim. Ew. <laughs> all right, well, it is back to Charlie's turn, so. All right, um... Let's see what Charlie wants to do. Oh, he's gonna hex the he's gonna hex the crap out of the the one. Okay, the one that is confused. Yep. Yep. Um, I was one away from letting you look at the critical fumble table again. Oh boy. It's two. Two. Ooh, All yeah. right. Uh, you get ready to use this hex, but you uh, bite your tongue on the last syllable. So it just fizzles out. Don't do that. But what is that God one? Not again. <laughs> See? Uh, it rolled a nine, which means it is able to act normally, but does not get rid of its confusion. Right. So it kind of shakes off the confusion just enough to get set up, and it goes, and there is a puff around it you catch the whiff of a pleasant smell as it uses aromatherapy 
All allies in the burst are cured of one status condition of their choice. Um, it is no longer confused. Great. So it, that meanwhile... Charlie gets more frustrated. Yeah, it is Katana's turn. <laughs> Alright, um... Katana is going to... I suppose that's neutral. That's super effective. Uh... What does Spirit Surge mean, Nick? Spirit Surge means even if it misses, its effects come into effect as long as you match uh, what the original effect would be. So for Katana, the Spirit Surge that she has for Metal Claw, if yeah. she rolled an 18 plus and still somehow missed, she would still gain one attack combat stage. Gotcha, okay. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have Katana do, uh, do Metal Claw again, um, attacking, um, let's go with the one, the one on the left that's, that's been status twice has no damage on it, and the other one has some damage? Uh, no. Both of them have some damage, the one that, uh, the one on the left has slightly more. Oh, the one on the left has slightly more, okay. Um, like, we'll literally go for two the more. one on the left then. With Metal Claw? With Metal Claw. Okay. That is a 9. A 9. Metal Claw has an accuracy of 3. That hits. Okay, cool. So we got uh, 2d6. Oh, gross. Min damage. So we're looking at uh, 31 uh, steel physical. Uh, 31 steel physical damage to this. That did 16 steel physical damage. Okay. Which is enough to give it one injury. But not enough All to right, paint noted. it. So, Katana runs in, finally gets a slash in, and some of the hair gets parted in an ugly way. <laughs> he gave it a bad haircut, <laughs> but also hurt it quite a bit. But, uh... But the haircut's the part that, that matters. Of course, of course. Uh, but the, <laughs> That hurts uh, the most. The other Hatrem sees that, and it goes for another brutal swing towards Katana. My goodness, this one has rolled two natural ones. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep going with it. It has a sneezing fit, so it just sneezes on Katana again. Yes. K Katana gets extremely annoyed now by getting sneezed on twice. <laughs> Alright, Charlie, it's your turn again. Alright. Um, Charlie is going to, uh, seeing the injury on the one on the left, uh, he's going to load a great ball in a lock case into uh, his uh, Yo-Yoka ball. Okay. Um, and he uh, kind of like uh, winds it up by like, uh, uh, dropping like doing the yo-yo motion down a couple times, and then uh, does kind of a round-the-world motion to throw it at the um, uh, the one that took the injury. I mentioned that already. Yep. Um, in uh, Attempting to do damage and capture. Okay. So let's uh, first do the accuracy on that. Um, actually, Retcon, I'm taking the... Well, I'll, I'm going to take the lock case off. Okay, no let's lock take, case. Let's, Yes, just because I don't know if I'm getting this Pokeball back if it misses. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a four. A four. Uh, well, the Pokeball goes very much flying. Uh, 
assisted by a punch from one of the pigtails as it goes past and slams into a tree where it breaks. Great. Yeah. Uh, also, your head is filled with words that these Pokemon should not know. <laughs> from two sets of voices. Okay. Uh, the Hatrem that you just threw at also activates Prime Fury. So it is now enraged. And gains right. plus one to its attack combat stage. Uh, not that it matters too much to them. How smart are these things? I mean, they're smart, but how smart... Okay, they're smart enough. So it just goes and it screams with disarming voice, which cannot miss, so let's see if it crits. It does not crit. Uh, but it does... 32 fairy special damage to Katana. Fairy special, okay, so... You said 32? 3-2, fairy special. 3-2, okay, so that's going to get reduced to... Uh, 22... 18? Yes. Just 18 straight up damage. And then... Uh, is it like, what, 54 then? Yes. Okay. Alright. And now it is Katana's turn. Um, I'm gonna have Katana try and slash them both again. Go right ahead. So, let's have her attack the one on the left first. Okay. That's what this one will be for. That is a 12. That hits. And for the one on the right, uh, it's a 10. That hits. Cool. And the damage... And that is uh, 5 plus uh, 29, so that should be 34 normal physical damage on each one. 34 normal physical. So that did 19 normal physical damage. So, neither one of them faints, but you did give the other one an injury. So they both get hit by this slash, get knocked back some more their hair is getting even more in disarray as they're kind of using that to shield themselves so it's getting beaten up uh the first hatchroom is definitely very beaten up the second one's in a little bit better shape uh and it yeah they're not quite well i'm really trying to decide because a lot of their moves are psychic so i'm trying to decide if they're smart enough not to use them <laughs> Or the other thing you can say, like, uh, apparently they're, like, mad at the emotions, and so maybe they are just irrational at this point. He, I just realized, uh, it's gonna, it, it'll matter later, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a moot point later. Uh, instead, the other one's seeing, getting knocked back, this one, seeing how bad of shape its friend is, turns and sends a pulse of pinkish energy that hits that first Hatcherum. It uses Heal Pulse, which heals 50% of that Pokemon's HP. Oh. That's so now it's doing much better than before. In fact, it's doing better than the one that just healed it. Uh, while all this yep. is going on, Liliana, you are in front of the Hatterene. That has just uh, laid out your emotional state in front of you. And basically all it said to me was, shut up. <laughs> it, it's, it said, why it, should I let you through when you're all so loud and annoying? 
Hey, I think you're getting me mixed up with a friend of mine. Um, he's him. I would agree with you that he's very loud and annoying. Uh, but I really don't understand why you've got a beef with me. How am I being loud and annoying? Your every emotion is a siren blaring across the miles. You are the loudest of the group. Oh, boohoo. So I have feelings. Wow. <laughs> your feelings should be yours. Why are they mine? I don't know. Why, why are you taking it upon yourself? I didn't ask you to feel anything for me. I don't even know you. <laughs> the Hatterene takes a moment and you realize that it's just used the move Calm Mind. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, itself or on me? <laughs> on itself. Okay. On the one hand, it's trying to calm itself down. On the other hand, it, it also just raised its special attack and special defense one combat stage. Yeah, oh, that's kind of scary. As a parent of toddlers, I use that move regularly on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I am trying to decide at the moment is whether it is simpler to let you pass and deal with your screaming until you are out of my hearing, or whether I should just shut you up now. Oh, I don't think that that would go very well for you. So you might as well just let me pass and get back to my friends. The sooner that I'm out of your hair, then the sooner that you can have an even calmer mind. Well, it wasn't a critical hit. Oh no! <laughs> That's good at least. The three claws at the end of its hair uh, suddenly rings Ugh. with purple light, strike at you with psycho cut. It makes this sound. Uh, it does 44 psychic physical damage to you. 4-4 four, four psychic Ooh. physical damage. Okay. Alright. That is my weakest skill. Why should I not take off piece by piece until you stop? Okay, so again, this kind of sounds more like a you problem than a me problem. <laughs> but honestly, can you just tell me what I'm doing wrong so my emotions are heightened? So what? Who cares? Why, why should that matter? Why should that matter to you? Honestly, I'm not trying to attack you right now. I'm trying to understand what is going on. Which, granted for me, that's saying a lot. That I'm not just trying to start a fight with you. Especially after you just heard me. Everything has to go along with what humans understand. Everything has to fit in with the world as you realize. I'm asking you questions with how to understand what you want. So how are and you I saying that it has to you fit? You are loud. <laughs> okay. So what do you want me to do? I finally thought 
that I could be back at that settlement had finally quieted down in the only way you humans seem to know how to be quiet. Am I wrong? <sighs> From my perspective, I would say no, but other people would disagree with me. Perhaps. I am not irritated at you so much as the thought of moving once again. Hmm. I understand that that can be frustrating having your territory taken away from you. So I suppose my question is this. Will you continue to be loud near me, or will you be leaving? I never know with you humans. For a while, you were loud, and then you weren't. And then suddenly, you were all loud, and there were more of you, and more of you showed up every single moment, until finally, the noise was too much. And, and then, you were quiet again. Will you be loud once more? I'm very persuasive. So, if I can help whatever settlement you're talking about, quiet down. Can I walk out of here and at least we be friendly acquaintances, if not tolerable? Give me a charm check if Liliana is telling the truth and a guile check if she is not. <laughs> Ooh. <sighs> Dang, it really can go either way. <laughs> I never know if I'm telling the truth or not. I just say things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, on one hand, she is telling the truth. She is fine with helping out, and she does, like, kind of understand. But on the other hand, too... She just wants to get away. So I I would say it's I don't know. I would say it's probably more of a charm check, even though that's not as good. I, I, I <laughs> think the, 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 the idea I have behind it is what you're essentially saying from what she's saying there is you're going to convince no one to live here. Oh, no one at all. Mm -hmm. To live here or in this area. So, knowing well, by how then, feasible it is... That's going to be guile. <laughs> yes. As much as you want to help, it's like, well, what can we do here? Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. And the funny thing with this is, like, I doubt that all Hatterene are like this one, but this is how they are described in the Pokedex. <laughs> so... Just a quick thing, just a quick behind the curtain for fun. Uh, Hatterene has 2d6 in intuition, which all Pokemon have a untrained intuition check. So I just rolled the 2d6 intuition anyways for it, just out of curiosity. It rolled an 11. Ooh. So it almost maxed it out. But the Hatterene looks at you, and for just a second, you have the eeriest feeling like two of you are thinking in one mind at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> like, like you and another copy of you are thinking the exact th same things in the exact same moments, 
And that fades and looks to you again and says, I know what you sound like now. If it gets loud again, I'll start listening and looking. Be my guest. Go. <laughs> Liliana takes Ruse and Grunge and heads off. Okay, start heading down the road. Professor Sneeze. Uh, uh-huh. You are heading down after this uh, captor there fairly soon. You start to hear the sounds of a struggle and difficulty and things going on up ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So, do you rush towards it? Yes. Okay. Rushing in. Very slow <laughs> rushing in. No. Uh, Professor Sneeze isn't very slow, but the Marowak is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's slower than the rest of you in terms of initiative, slow. but turning the corner, you see a a cubone, which is wrapped up in the. Uh, it looks like hair, but is actually the vine-like leaf tentacles of the Gorgeist which is laughing as it's kind of pulling it towards it and squeezing it. And another Gorgeist is nearby also laughing, also going through this. They look identical. Mm. Um, since you rushed in, one of the Gorgeists is faster. Hey, get over that Q-bone! And as you say that, the Gorgeist that is holding the cubone looks towards you and for just a moment it blurs and something behind you breathes heavily on the back of your neck <laughs> and something slices at your back as it uses shadow sneak on you <laughs> that hits and does 62 ghost physical damage. Oof. 62. Yikes. Wait, you're a normal type. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I just have normal stab. Oh, I thought you became normal typing because you became a prism. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, no, a prism doesn't make me normal type. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the... Ghost, the ghost type one can turn itself into a ghost for a short period of time, but the others don't get to do that. Okay, yep. So yeah, 62. There's another thing I can do. 62 ghost but. physical damage. Okay, 62 minus 20. There's going to be 42. Oh, Archie is out. Yes. If he's still out, uh, he goes right away now. Oh, okay. Um, the one that just attacked me. Archie, ice punch it. Okay. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 hits. Uh, and that is 39 ice physical damage. 39 ice physical damage. Ice physical damage. That did 28 ice physical damage, which is not enough to give this thing an injury, but as Archie leaps forward and slams his fist towards this, he hits 
an inch before the Gorgeist's face, and the mm. form ripples and shifts, and for just a moment you're like, oh, it's a Zoroark. And then you see that it's a light, almost dirty gray-white with red and white accents over its body instead of the black. Uh, it looks like a Zoroark for it. It has uh, light red splits on it. It has a much longer mane than a Zoroark normal, normally does. The ends of the tips of the, of the mane are light and dark red and covers part of it and kind of swarm around it. There are red spots of light red fur that almost look like patches of fur missing instead of fur actually being there and this reddish wrong looking skin to it it looks longer and gangly ganglier and more irritated its eyes are bright gold yellow with white pupils and it looks at you and there's just pure malice in its eye Jeez. this is our he's looking at you uh, Pokemon or Occult Education check. We'll get you more on this. I will roll Pokemon Ed. This might make Sneeze excited. <sighs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, rumor that you have discounted because there have not been, uh, there, there have not been noted cases in the Chandi region that you know of is of Zoru mm. Zorua, who were in a harsh climate and died due to the conditions, but were raised to life Ooh. due to the power of spite. That's way Eesh. too much, like, moody nonsense for what anyone would believe. But this <laughs> is a ringer for the description that has been given of these creatures. Goody. You said Pokemon. Were you? No, you're. You. You've. If. If you wanted to take a standard action on your turn, you could for that. But I might. I might do that. But Moody Nonsense is my favorite punk rock band. It's a great. It's a great name for one, actually. <laughs> okay. Moody Nonsense. Yes. But um, that is Archie's turn. Uh, mm -hmm. The Zoroark already went. Professor Sneeze, you're up. Um. Well, both of these things are ghosts. All of my attacks are normal. So I'm just going to use my standard action to Pokemon Ed that thing okay. to learn more about it. Um, and that is a much better roll. That is 24. 24. Okay. Yes, you're pretty sure this is a Zor Zoroark. But something has gone very wrong with it. Because it is a normal and ghost type. Hmm. It is level 35, it has a curious nature, and its abilities are illusion and weird power. Huh. Uh, just to say what weird power does, if the user's attack mm -hmm. is higher than its special attack, the user may add its attack stat to its special damage rolls. If their special attack is higher, <gasps> they may add its special attack stat to its physical damage rolls. Wow. Dude. So, uh, just wow. for fun, this thing is rolling on its physical attacks at a plus 46. Uh, it is a lovely scary thing. But yes, that is its turn. Uh, the Gorgeist goes now. 
seeing that Archie is there. Oh no. Oh no. It's gonna get worse. Uh, it turns and looks at Archie and it laughs and moves its hands, its, its head and the glow of its face that is there, like the jack-o'-lantern glow kind of shines out on it for a moment and then shines and slams into Archie. Archie is now also a ghost type. Oh, gosh. It uses trick or treat, oh, and Archie is a ghost type for five turns. Why are we type shifting our archetypes? <laughs> so. And the moment this happens, Archie goes stock still. Because, to make it through, Archie is now the archetype for five turns of fact and truth. Uh huh. And honestly, I think that's the time that we have today. What? <laughs> no! <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapstradio.org slash Pokemon rollout, on Twitter at Pokeroll Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Also, I want to call out uh, Arming Sword and Buckler, as well as Zach Parsons. For both of them, thank you for being new patrons for us. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRoll. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And uh, as always, come hang out with us in the Discord. Uh, this will be well done by the time this episode comes out. But like right now, we are doing a March Madness type bracket, and people are uh, having some really good discussions about that right now. So come and do other fun things like that with us. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael. Uh, on Twitter, I'm <laughs> at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Um, I also would like to uh, give a shout-out to a new patron. Uh, to I, I really hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, Xiaoyong Guo. Uh, I, I hope I didn't insult you. Um, I hope I pronounced it okay. But thank you so much for your patronage. We really appreciate uh, what you're what you're doing for us and supporting the show. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 and you can find me on Twitter at lil underscore shadow eight. Um, and then also don't forget to follow us out on Instagram. That's just at Pokemon Rollout. Um, we like to post cool things that that people are making, whether that is 3D printed or um, art that people are making. So it's of amazing what's coming up on the Discord. So uh, join the Discord, join Instagram, just follow us everywhere, except in real life. <laughs> so funny you, you say that. Um, I just listened to an episode where we said like, uh, this is before Nick had social media. He's like, you can't follow me anywhere. But I was like, but you can't follow him in real, real life. But don't follow him in real life. So. <laughs> 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 this, 
the jokes happen repeatedly. It's all cycling together. Yeah. We, we, we cycle around. <laughs> I wonder what would happen to me. You can follow me on God. Twitter at Behind Your Eyely. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast, And get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons. Box Cheese, Dr. Audino, Peter Stadmuller, Andrew Case, DGZ, Eric Longquist, David Harshman, Kyle Albert, Dean Frostmage, Michael, Richie Kammer, Taylor Bonforte, Matt Carlton, Aska Blood, Froxus, James Burgard, Legendary, Andrew Weil, Micah Greenspoon, Huck, Urson93, Terry Pfau, Scotty Newton, Jeffrey Show, Chandelure Shack, Lance, Casey DeFridas, Julia Egan, Spencer Toole, Fenrir8907, Lauren Paulson, Nathan Hemmelgarn, Alchemage, Arming Sword and Buckler, Zach Parsons, Big Fat Nuke, and Xiaoyun Gold. And I apologize for butchering that last one. Uh, you guys are awesome, and we can't <laughs> say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. It's the cycle of jokes. <laughs> Architecture yeah. was not planned until I saw that it had trick or treat on its move list, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I have to do oh, something no. horrible now. Oh no!" <laughs> it's like, well, I have, I have to break I, the I universe have to do this. again. I have to do this. There is no other choice. <laughs> I can now make leftovers. Oh, nice. I was like, I think you can just do that by making food. <laughs> How to make leftovers. Step one, make food. Step two, don't eat it all. <laughs> Step three, reheat if necessary. <laughs> if Okay, yeah, I thought I had this, but apparently I didn't. Uh, I'm gonna take Quick Switch. Unless I'm oh. misreading it. No, you have to have had Quick Switch. If you didn't have Quick Switch, you couldn't have Juggler. It's right here. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah. You, you had the, Quick Switch was one of the very first features you had. And so I knew that I had, like, a, the, I think it was the last yeah. game, or, or last last uh, session, or a session before that, where I was like, I know I have something if my Pokemon faints that I get to do something. Yeah. You know what I need to do? This might be a little overkill, but what I need to do is I need to go and put on a comment in every cell to be like, oh yeah, that's what I do so I don't have to keep going back to the core table, the core book. You know, the other thing you can do is put them in the Features tab. 
if you write them in there, they tell you what they do. It's true. <laughs> that's that, that's what the features tab is for, and the and the edges tab for edges that don't just give you bonuses. To, Did your uh, world just skills. get rocked, Paul? A little bit, yeah, yeah. You know, Nick, um, Nick you could have explained that to me like five or six years ago. <laughs> I, I kept meaning to like. Well, if you if you if you look at your features tab, there are features in there because every time I looked at your sheet and went, "What does that feature do?" I clicked to your features tab, went, "Why isn't it in here?" Typed it in there and looked at it. <laughs> and then you just, then you promptly deleted it. No, no, it's still there. I just forgot to tell you about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it would have no, been funnier if you would have just kept deleting it every right. single time. Before I forget, uh... you know the other thing that we haven't done a whole lot of, by the way. Hmm. You know, like our specialized training features: agility training, focus training, brutal training, inspire training. We don't do that a whole lot. Yes. No, you guys kind of forget to put them on the Pokemon, and I forget to do it I, too. So. I keep track of it. Like, the, the biggest thing is that I get a plus one to accuracy. I forget about the mm. plus two to skill checks all the time with my Pokemon, but I always add one to the accuracy True. result. That's good. Okay, so that, focus that training. Well, then. I, I don't comment that, oh yeah, I'm focus training these Pokemon. No. I just remember that it's in there. I just assume that... Oh, Brutal Training actually does a lot, because it gives you a, a bonus to uh, crit range, if I remember correct. Ooh. What do you need to get Brutal Training? Uh, it's a general feature. Yeah, yeah. It is okay. Novice Intimidate and Untrained Command. Oh, oh we... Well, Liliana has that as well. As well. Uh, that, that's, that's her training feature. And remember, uh, you could pick... Training features. Uh, the the your first training feature. You didn't have to have the prerequisites to pick it. You just got one. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they the critical hit range and effect range of all attacks go oh, plus one. That's nice. So that's nice. for an example of that, uh, for where is he? For Grunge, uh, his bite flinches the target on a fourteen plus. Oh, that's nice. because he's brutally trained. Whoops! <laughs> I'm just imagining brutal training. We've got to go back and re-record every episode. <laughs> yep. Not again. Yes. Absolutely not. We are not doing that. Redux. Redux. <laughs> okay, Nick. Question for we you. Need to, we need to end this series and go back and create Pokemon Rollout Brotherhood. <laughs> 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 there you go. Say goodnight to your daughter, too. Not just the little boys. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Hannah has been trying to listen. We're on episode 10, which is the actual gym fight against Mukul. Um, but she wants oh, yeah. to, like, she wants to do something on the show sometime. So I said we could probably give her, like, a, a guest appearance somewhere. Yeah. That'd be fun. It would be. Did it, did it only take us ten episodes to get to the first gym? Only yep. ten episodes, yep. <laughs> That's fine. The, that seems absurd. The distance between Restful Fjord and Clear Lake City is very different than the distance between Clear Lake and uh, the uh, Trilithon Sanctuary. And <laughs> Sounds like fake news to me. Yes. <laughs> 
Alright, so dawn has begun to break over the campsite, about a day's travel out of Landsmeet. Uh, it's breaking, but there isn't much light as a bank of dark clouds are rolling over the area, bringing along with them snow getting steadily heavier as it comes down. Is he eating too many desserts? We should really check up on, on Snow regarding that. Uh, Come check us out in the Discord, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is our uh, commercial for the Discord. This will all be in the bloopers. Just get, get, get a clean, get a clean uh, going on from there. But, Yes, so clouds covering the area. Uh... Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto Offered you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From, From our, our fancy, fancy to yours. yours.